Hi, this is Isa and Lisa. Welcome to Internet Aesthetic. We talk about the internet, aesthetics, culture, and media. We're two Vietnamese American women who live in a society, and we're here to analyze it. Grab a snack and hang out with us. Today, we are talking about zodiac signs and personality tests. Yes. Well, I think just I think just horoscopes in general. I didn't have that much to talk about with um personality tests although like i mean they're kind of the same (laughs) yeah and we'll we'll dive deep into that yeah we're we'll focus on zodiac and horoscopes specifically but i think i'll probably touch a bit on personality tests yeah so i like i've always been interested in like horoscopes since i was a kid like i loved reading about them in like the sunday newspapers and like hearing about what was supposed to be ahead for the week or, like, the day. But, like, I think back then I tried to find, like, evidence that what they were saying was going to be true, but I never, like, you know, experienced anything that was like, oh, today you will, like, experience romance. And it's like, well, I'm eight, so, like, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. And I was, like, doing research for this episode and I like read this article from the New York Times from somebody who like was also a Gemini and they were like I'm of two minds one side says that astrology is fake and the other side downloaded a new app that said get wasted and do something bad and she was like who am I to argue with the wisdom of the universe and like I feel like that's very much my attitude is like the logical side knows that it's like not real the other side is like it's fun though and like if they say something that I like I'm going to listen (laughs) but yeah and then also like I went on a date with a guy once pre-covid and at a certain point like um like the conversation was going fairly well and so um like I've always been curious about like a guy's response to horoscopes because you know, you always hear about how, like, guys are always like, oh, horoscopes are bullshit. And so I was like, so what's your sign? And he, like, kind of, like, immediately was just like, oh, God. <laughs> and I think he said, I think he said he was a Virgo. And he was just like, so you're one of those. And then I was like, yeah, but, like, <laughs> but we had, like, a conversation about, like, why I believe or, like, not believe, but, like, why I like it. And so, like, I just kind of talked about how, like, I think it's just, like, a fun tool to analyze yourself. And, like, I don't think I, like, converted him or anything, but I I think I convinced him that I wasn't, like, some kooky, like, new age person. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. Did you guys have a second date? We did have a second date, but then that was it. (laughs) (laughs) But, But he still follows me on Instagram, so if we ever, like, promote our podcast... And he, like, listens to this. Hello. Hi, Mr. Virgo. <laughs> I guess that's, like, the other thing is that, um, like, I've always been aware that horoscopes are bullshit. Because, <laughs> um, because, like, again, like, the the predictions in the newspaper never came true. Even though, like, I tried really hard. Like, sometimes I would, like, twist things around and be like, well, maybe if I look at things this way. But, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, it's not real. And it's just, like, even even at that age, I was, like, they're trying to, like, write this for, like, the thousands of other Geminis 
in the LA area, like there's no way that this applies to just me. <laughs> but but yeah, and the other thing that like made me doubt horoscopes or like astrology is just cuz like um like my best friend Jenny is a Virgo and I'm a Gemini and like I remember just reading that like Virgos and Geminis just don't get along and I was like, "Well, that's bullshit because like we've been best friends for like almost 20 years now." <laughs> So, suck on that. <laughs> BS. Take that, universe. Yeah, and also, um, like, air signs and earth signs are supposed to, like, not get along. Um, but, like, you're an earth sign. Like, you're a Capricorn. Yeah, and we and, get like, along pretty well. We get along really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think a lot of my closest friends have been earth signs. So, yeah. But I think that, like, gets into the other thing, which is, like, analyzing astrology using just your sun sign versus like your whole birth chart because if i were to like look at my birth chart i'd be like oh i have a lot of earth signs in my chart so maybe that explains why i get along with other earth signs like again like astrology is bullshit but like i think that could be a potential explanation <laughs> but yeah what are your thoughts on astrology um yeah I personally was never really into it growing up I mean I knew like I was a Capricorn and that was pretty much it and I Mm -hmm. always from like the very beginning also thought oh yeah this is just this is just BS and similar to you like it was fun to read about oh yeah like this is this is what Capricorns are like or this is you know the fortune for the Capricorn for this time but I kind of lumped mm-hmm. astrology in the same category as, like, a lot of the... What's the word for it? Not the mysticism, but, like, the other, Spirit- like, frameworks. Yeah, like, for example, uh, like, my mom is really superstitious, and she... Mm-hmm. Like, we were raised, like, Vietnamese, and, like, I think I identified... Or I, I knew, under- understood more about, like, the Asian zodiac more so than, like, the American version like yeah I understood yeah I'm like fear of the pig and like all the associations with that and so I kind of lumped like zodiac with all of those like spirituality stuff so I never really gave it much mm-hmm. thought but then like as um horoscopes had like a resurgence over the past few years on the internet yeah. I began reading into it more and one of my friends is like earnestly really into horoscopes like she's bought books and she has changed her name she like she has she's like yeah she you know she's like the kind of person who buys like crystals and she like studies a lot and does like tarot and from that like I learned like you brought up a good point like it's not just the sun sign there's also like the moon sign and like the rising something sign and all of that and then mm-hmm. I think I read up into it in order to at least understand like all these pop culture references but I still don't think I understand Mm -hmm. it 100% but yeah I think I am now more of the opinion like oh okay like when you take all of these different factors into consideration like your birth time and whatever like it might paint like a more specific picture of who you are and who your friends are versus just like (laughs) your sun sign and like I read yeah and I think you brought this up too like what you read in the Sunday newspaper is like almost 100% BS. 
like when you actually dig deep into like the books and like the long history of um, horoscopes, like there is a bit more, you know, credibility, quote unquote, because it's like, I think followed by lots of cultures, um, like in some way, mm-hmm. like following like the, 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 uh, what's the planetary systems, and like their movement. Yeah, I think like there is more credibility yeah. in that probably. And so I think I'm still on like of the opinion, like I don't really believe in it, but not as much as or my my lack of belief I guess is like less strong than it was growing up like I I think it's valid in its own way yeah like I when I was doing research for this like um like there's this video that I'm going to reference a lot Mm -hmm. from Anna's analysis and she talks about like she really breaks down why like astrology is like fake um but then like I started reading all these other articles about like why astrology was like on the rise and it's kind of like on the one hand like yeah it's it's fake and there's no like evidence to back it up but on the other hand like there's a spiritual aspect to it that like can be useful it's like almost like a religion Mm, like religion isn't necessarily like based in evidence either it's just like this kind of faith i guess yeah like i don't believe in it but yeah that's a really good point (laughs) yeah and i think that like one percent of why it's not bs to me is like people who do believe in it people who do like use this to guide their day-to-day living and like it helps them understand themselves better and if it like rings true for them like yeah like how how, who might dispute that like it's true for them if it has a good like positive impact on you then like what's the harm yeah yeah and like when you frame it as like a religion it makes sense and like I really like that point you made about like it doesn't have to be based in science for it to hold value Mm -hmm. okay let's talk about the sun sign versus like your birth chart thing yeah can you explain that to me more I feel like you understand it better than I do (laughs) yeah so like (laughs) I do I have bought books on astrology because I want to like understand it I want to understand the thought process and, like, try and find the, like, process behind it. And, like, I just, I I can't understand it, honestly. Like, I've tried figuring out what the houses are supposed to mean. And, like, there's, like, all these alignments and planets and stuff like that. It's just, like, a lot. It feels like math. But essentially, like, kind kind of... (laughs) Um, so essentially, like, you have your sun sign, which is, like, your main sign. Um, and so, like, for me, that's, like, Gemini, because I was born, like, um, in that period, like, end of May to end of June. Um, and then, so that's, like, the sign that's supposed to, like, represent your, like, main personality, I think. But there's, like, other aspects in your birth chart that's based on, like, where you were born, um, and the time that you were born that, like, can supposedly fill in all the other aspects of your personality. So I'm also, like, a Capricorn moon, and moon is supposed to represent, like, your emotional state or, like, being. And then, actually, I don't know what the rising sign is supposed to mean. Well, it makes sense that we kind of get along then, because I'm a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn moon. (laughs) Is that how it works? That's what 
I think, or like that's what I I like to think, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, we also just get a. I think like if I were to like explain it without the zodiac, we get along because we are very similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the rising sign is often called the public mask or the front door. So it's like the sign that you present mm. as. So like, okay, that's the other thing is my rising sign is Taurus. So it's also an earth sign. Interesting. But then like, what is like your sun sign then? Your sun sign is also supposed to be. See, this is why I'm kind of like, this is all bullshit. Like the sun sign is your identity. The sun sign is your identity, but your rising sign is like your public mask. Okay. The moon sign is like your emotions. I don't know. But like, that's kind of what I wanted to get at. It's like, I feel like on the one hand, like the birth chart, like, shades in your entire personality but at the same time like you can have so many different signs in your chart that you can just like ascribe any part of your personality to like a specific sign for a specific planet you know okay so like for my like um placements i'm like a sun sign gemini moon sign capricorn i remember reading in my chart that like i hate talking about my emotions like I hate being vulnerable and stuff like that and the thing is like you can ascribe that to me both being like a Gemini and a Capricorn and there's like no real way of like knowing which it's supposed to be Mm, this is really similar to how the Enneagram works like your main number is like I think like your sun sign and then the number points Mm -hmm. to like different areas in the Enneagram, so, like, your strength points to, like, a different number, and your weakness points to a different number, and, like, there's a more scientific, or, like, it's, like, mm-hmm. a clear rule book of, like, where your weakness comes from, or where your strength comes from, and, like, you can, I don't know, I was confused about that, too, but it sounds, like, very yeah. heavily influenced by this system, now that you're explaining it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, um, like, if you have more signs, then you can ascribe more aspects of your personality. Like, you can blame any you can blame any part of your personality on any sign and any planet, basically. But, like, that's, like, the other thing is, like, when I first did my birth chart, like, ages ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I am, like, like, I hate dealing with my emotions and I hate being vulnerable. Like, I, oh, it's because I'm a Gemini sun and a Capricorn moon. Like, I'm doubly, like, unemotional. But now I'm just like, no, bitch. Like, <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> you just suck. <laughs> you need to open up. <laughs> like, stop blaming the stars. Like, that was my favorite thing was like, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Don't do anything. <laughs> That, yeah. Like, anything bad happens, it's Mercury retrograde, you know? But now it's like, no, just just bad things happen sometimes. That is something that really confused me, like, in my old office. Like, I remember any time, like, Zoom was down or, like, any time, I don't know, someone's keyboard wasn't working, like, my boss would be like, Mercury in retrograde. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so would you say you kind of crutched on the stereotypical behaviors of your sign to not change behavior yeah i could just be like oh i'm just this way because of like my 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 birth chart like this is just the way that i am interesting i didn't like allow myself to grow do other people in your life 
Do you that too? Like, do you have any? No. <laughs> I'm like, I think, I think I'm the only one that I know of who's like super into like horoscopes and stuff. Like at this point, it's mainly about the aesthetic. Like I still like really love the stars and space. It's just, it's, it's pretty. <laughs> Yeah, celestial aesthetic is really awesome. I think mm-hmm. that's also why it got really popular because it just presents so well yes. on infographics. Yeah, I mean Jenny, like I think she'll like play along if like I send her a meme or something about a Virgo. She'll be like, "Haha, yeah, that's me." Because <laughs> I mean, like, and that's like something else that I want to talk about too is like, um, I mean, these are just memes obviously and they're just about like your sun sign so like they're not going to be accurate or like they're they're accurate but they're also like vague enough that they could be accurate about anybody like i send i send jenny these like virgo memes but like i also relate to them <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> but yeah anyway yeah i'm trying not to use like astrology as a crutch anymore and i'm trying to be more open and vulnerable even though it sucks. <laughs> Go, Lisa. But yeah. Ooh, we can talk about the rise of, like, astrology and just, like, mm. I mean, pseudoscience in general, but, like, astrology specifically. And so, like, um, when I was doing the research, it seemed to, like, fall kind of into two main, like, reasons. One being, like, millennials and, like, Gen Z. Like, we're growing up in an age of, like, uncertainty and instability and chaos. Like, we, like, just don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what our quality of life is going to be. Like, the government is not there for us. Like, who knows? It's one big shrug. (laughs) 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 But also, they were also talking about how like, our generation of, like, millennial and Gen Z, like, we're not super religious. And so, like, all this, like, astrology and, like, new age and pseudoscience stuff, it kind of, like, fills that spiritual role where, like, you don't have to, like, believe everything and you can kind of pick and choose whatever works for you to, like, help you make sense of the world. And that's kind of, like, the main reason why. That makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah, like, what is religion? It's a set of doctrines. It's a community. People will tell you, like, what to do. Like, if you are lost, okay, like, this is your next step. Purpose is a really big part of religion. What is your purpose in life? Like, what is your Mm -hmm. purpose for tomorrow? Like, what is God's purpose for you? And if, like, a Sunday newspaper quick blurb can also do the same thing and tell you what to do, like, I can see how that could fill in the blank. Yeah, and then I think the New York Times also brought up how, like, astrology checks several boxes for like viral content so like the new york times said that the modern internet also plays a role in the rise of astrology because it provides an easy framework for endlessly personalized material targets women and accesses 90s nostalgia it's the cosmic buzzfeed quiz which like i honestly like i think i think they're right like it really does like i love doing those buzzfeed quizzes and finding out what what home should i have (laughs) What type of cheese are you? Yeah. (laughs) And then I also really love this quote from the New York Times, which is like, young people are turning away from religion and woo-woo spirituality is filling the gap. I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah, (laughs) I can see it in myself. It's like you get, you can pick and choose 
the advice that you want to receive and you don't have to have any of the strings or like obligations of like organized religion yeah exactly so that's like kind of like the main things about why it's on the rise and I think it'll be interesting to see if there's ever, like, a backlash to it, especially because mm. we're, like, in this age of fake news and, like, mm. QAnon conspiracy theories. Like, did you um, did you hear that March 4th was supposed to be, like, another uprising or, like, D- Donald Trump was supposed to be inaugurated? No. My God, no. <laughs> they thought that Donald Trump was going to be inaugurated on March 4th because that used to be the inauguration day before, like, some law in, like, the 19... <clears throat> the 1900s changed it or something. People are so freaking stupid. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry, that's so rude. People are so misinformed. When people say, oh, yeah, I don't believe in, you know, astrology, it's all BS fake news. And it's like they go on QAnon and then they yeah. read BS like that. It's like, okay, all right. <laughs> you can use your religion and I'll use mine. Yeah. Well, I don't know about QAnon. But yeah. Yeah, so I'll be interested to see how like maybe astrology might fall away when we start getting back into like facts and science, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, next is astrology real short answer is it's not (laughs) um yeah so again anna anna's analysis on youtube she's going to talk about this a lot more um clearly than i can really and so like i would recommend watching it but i think the thing that was like most interesting to me was like when she talked about the biases that we have going into like astrology and especially, like, she talks about the Barnum effect, which is, like, where individuals give high accuracy ratings to descriptions of their personality that supposedly are tailored specifically to them, but are, in fact, vague and general enough to apply to a wide range of people. So if they say, like, two things, like, oh, um, at times you're extroverted, while at other times you're introverted, like, that's a Barnum statement, because yeah, at times you're going to be, like, extroverted and at other times you're going to be introverted. Like, it all depends on the situation. So that's, like, an example of a Barnum effect. Mm. And so, like, it hinges on the idea that if you think that an interpretation was done specifically for you, you're more prone to accepting it as true. And so it's really changed the way that I look at those memes. Like, now I'm like, oh, does this apply specifically to me as a Gemini? Or is this something that could, like, apply to literally anybody? And, like, more often than not, it's, like, literally anybody could relate to this. (laughs) Yeah. And then she also talks about the difference between who you think you are and what people tell you you are and who you actually are and how that impacts your response to something. Like, if somebody tells you you're creative, then you'll think about all the moments in your life where you might have done something creative versus if somebody asks you if you're creative you're going to think about all the people in your life or in the world who are more creative than you and like you're going to be like no I'm not a creative person so interesting right honestly it like really makes me rethink like who am I (laughs) as a person (laughs) am I creative this is something that we learn about in media studies Mm -hmm. a bit it's like your idea about yourself it's like a mixture of like everyone else's opinion about you yeah like growing up 
like if you grew up in an environment where your parents tell you like you're so smart you know like you pick up things so quickly and like it's because you know maybe you have an older sibling who didn't pick up things as quickly Mm -hmm. and so like relative to your sibling you feel like you are smart yeah and like you ascribe like that value to yourself and then like obviously humans can change and oh that's that's yeah pretty interesting when you frame it that way and like um in the video she actually goes through and analyzes like a chart reading that she had done and so she like put all of her traits into like these six categories that are like true and applicable to her specifically true but are like barnum statements so they apply to like anybody false but aren't Barnum statements, false and are Barnum statements, um, statements that she was, like, unsure about, and then statements that were just too vague that, like, she didn't understand. Mm. Wait, quick question. So what is something that's false and not Barnum? Because isn't Barnum technically supposed to, like, apply to everyone? Uh, no, so Barnum is just, like... Okay, like, I put some examples of, like, false Barnum statements. So, like... um you tend to so like it could apply to everyone but it didn't apply to her oh okay i see for her she was like you tend to talk before you think things through and i think she was like you know a lot of people might do that but like i don't oh okay i see another one that was false but barnum was like you tend to be moody or like you speak rapidly and well i she was like i think like if someone was told that they were moody they might believe that they were they might think about all the times that they have been moody you know it's like that creative like versus not creative thing again and then she also found like contradictory statements in her chart that were like in various areas they would like say the opposite thing that they had said before that's generated by a computer probably (laughs) no um she actually it was like she went on fiverr and she found somebody who had like um 20 20 something years of experience or maybe 50 i don't remember but yeah interesting uh yeah but yeah and then she also talked about like the different like biases that you have so like she talks about like cognitive bias which is like a strong preconceived notion of someone or something based on information we have perceived to have or lack it's like mental shortcuts that the brain makes to expedite information processing she also talks about confirmation bias, which is like the tendency to interpret new evidence as confirmation of one's existing beliefs or theories. So you might tend to believe interpretations that confirm your own ideas of yourself, even if, like, again, they're just a Barnum statement. So, like, they apply to everybody and it's not specifically about you. So, like, in this instance, she's, like, talking about how, like, um, if you like read something in a in a birth chart or a reading that you think like applies to you you're like that would cause you to be like oh that confirms my belief that astrology is real mm-hmm. basically and then she also talks about subjective validation which is the tendency of people to believe or accept an idea or statement if presented to them in a personal and positive way so like most of the time birth charts are like fairly positive like they do talk about your flaws but i i find that like when they talk about your flaws it's in a like oh sometimes you're like this or whatever or like you can be like this and then it's like up to you to be like oh yeah i can be like that or not Mm -hmm. but yeah so like i think if you're told something positive about yourself like you want to believe it right yeah 
Um, and then she talks about communal reinforcement, which is a concept or idea that is repeatedly asserted in a community, regardless of whether there is su sufficient evidence to support it. And over time, can become a strong belief in people's minds. So, like over time, you know, enough people like talk about astrology, it becomes popular enough that like people start like thinking that is true, or like mm -hmm. not like necessarily thinking that is true, but it's become like a part of like the culture to just kind of like use it as like a bit of fun i guess yeah at the very least use it as a vehicle to understand yourself and other people mm -hmm. yeah and then i also really liked how she talks about people were encouraging her to get her chart read as if an accurate reading would be enough evidence that astrology is real mm -hmm. when and she says personal experience is not how you determine whether or not something is factual because our perception of things are not always correct so like she's like it's not based on science like, just because even if they got everything 100% real, I mean, 100% correct about her, like, that's not evidence that it's it's real because, like, it was just, like, her personal experience. Yeah. And then she, like, she also has a section where she talks about the research that astrologers did to try and prove that it's real. <laughs> I, I thought it was, like, really funny because they were doing this study on, like, I think murderers or something, oh. and they were trying to ascribe, like, specific birth chart traits to them so like maybe there's like a specific moon placement or whatever and then the other thing she talks about is how astrologers don't seem to agree on a methodology so like for some your birth time is like incredibly important because it really affects like the specific planets and where they are whereas some people are like oh just put in like 12 a.m like it doesn't matter <laughs> um <laughs> And then there's, like, disagreement over the importance of planets and houses and alignments. Yeah. So, like, I, I honestly was like, this is enough for me to be like, yeah, it's not real. That is very convincing, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think I've ever really thought about, like, why it's not real. I just assumed it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But this is, like, a yeah, a very, very clear explanation like all the reasons why like it can't possibly be real because of the way that like it's been I guess constructed I don't know mm -hmm. there's like no way there's like yeah so like this was like very convincing for me to be like yeah it's it's not real but <laughs> to get into our next section <laughs> is it useful yeah oh yeah that's the thing like I think I confused my I guess like acceptance of astrology I think mm -hmm. my response is always, oh, well, it's fine because it's useful and not necessarily mm -hmm. like it's fine because it's real. And so, yeah, like, tell me, tell me yeah. about your thoughts and whether it's useful. Well, I'll start with what Anna thinks. Okay. <laughs> she thinks it's not. Um, she's like, it's not like the best idea to base decisions about your life on something that has zero evidence. And I think that that's fair. Like, you shouldn't base like your life decisions on like what the stars are saying or like what people think the stars are saying right because then like you're just kind of like waiting for like the right time to do something mm -hmm. when maybe you should just do it like there's just not a right time to do things mm -hmm. but yeah oh like and then like her example and this is to, like to go back to like the mercury retrograde it's like Mercury retrograde is um, the period when Mercury looks like it's traveling backwards around the sun from our view from our viewpoint. And she's like, OK, but it's not traveling backwards. It just looks like it is. And 
This idea that bad things happen during Mercury retrograde is based on a time from before we understood planetary orbits. It's actually pseudoscience. Yeah. So when we blame things on Mercury retrograde, like Mercury's not doing anything different. It's still <laughs> traveling around the sun. It just looks like it's traveling backwards from the Earth. Mercury is our scapegoat. Yes. I mean, it's fun to like blame things on Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> it's like god it's all your fault mercury it does feel good um and then she also talks about like how we tend to base our perception of people when we find out their sign we will form our perception of them based on that Mm. and that's like kind of something that i have a gripe with because (laughs) i'm a gemini and so like we are like fairly unpopular in like the ranking of zodiac signs yeah like people don't like that we are supposedly two-faced um yeah i think okay like in terms of like unpopular zodiac signs it's gemini scorpio cancer i think i think a lot of like the fire signs I mean, it's also, like, it depends on, like, who you are, right? Like, if you're a Gemini, you're going to like other Geminis, and you're going to rank them well, versus, like, if you're, God, if you're, like, a, if you're, like, a Scorpio and a water sign, you're going to, like, want to rank yourself and other water signs well, and then it's, like, it's just, like, all based on, like, bullshit. (laughs) Wait, that's interesting. You're... You're Gemini. Andrew, my boyfriend, mm-hmm. is a Scorpio. My best friend, Ellen, is a Cancer. So mm-hmm. I guess all of my friends are just unlikable. <laughs> but I like <laughs> them all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, the stereotype for water signs is that they're, like, super emotional. Which, huh. I don't know. I haven't really found that to necessarily be the case. Do you think Andrew's emotional or, like, in touch with his emotions? Um, not really. <laughs> I mean, no, I think I think more so than a lot of other men, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's yeah, super in touch with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like my brother is a Pisces, um, and like honestly, he's like fairly closed off emotionally. So okay, to be honest, a lot of the, I guess, like typical traits of a Scorpio or. I don't know, or the typical traits of, like, a sign. Like, I feel like they don't apply to a lot of guys, like, especially the content that I see on social media. Like, they're all definitely just geared toward girls. Like, That's whenever true. I see... I don't even look for Andrew's, like, sign. Yeah. In, like, these things, because they just... They don't apply to him, <laughs> like... Yeah, you have to, like, go to, um like, a specific astrology site to, like, actually find anything geared towards men. Because if you're just looking on, like, news... Um, media sites then it's geared towards women and like I guess that's like the other thing is like a lot of this a lot of this is geared towards women because men don't believe in it yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah so like she talks about like basing our perceptions of people on astrology and like how that's like just false and like she's like like she says that she's a cancer and so like people have these preconceptions of her where and then she's like well like maybe the things that you think about me because I'm a cancer, like, maybe you could just, like, ask me about who I am and find out that way instead of, like, basing your assumption of me on the stars. Yeah, I didn't know if people actually did that. and That's kind of crazy. Yeah. 
Let's see. Oh, she asked her followers whether they thought. Yeah, she asked her followers why they like follow astrology. And like she said that um, some of the people said it's like helpful. And so she was like, you guys um, might be falling into wishful thinking fallacy, which is like, you know, you're making decisions made a decision made according to what might be pleasing to imagine rather than according to evidence or reason. And then she also says that advice that people or horoscopes offer does not automatically mean that it's good advice. So, like, you know, just, like, take things with a grain of salt, really. Yeah. When I look at a lot of the advice that, I don't know, like, these apps give me or, yeah, these websites or articles give me, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's no more or less helpful or credible than, like, other advice columns or (laughs) other you know, Quora posts or whatever that yeah. I need to seek guidance. Yeah. I mean, this is, like, something that the New Yorker said, which is, like, couching characteristics in the language of astrology seems to make it easier for many people to hear or admit unpleasant things about their personalities and to accept those traits in others. You can tell someone, you're such a spotlight hog, and they kind of want to slap you. But if you say, you're a Leo, you need to be the center of attention, they're like, yeah, baby, that's me. <laughs> and so like um that like gets back to that idea of like kind of using your sign as a crutch um to just like not change who you are as a person and like blame negative the negative aspects of yourself on your sign as opposed to like trying to change it and become a better person yeah and so like um that like kind of gets at like what my idea of like how astrology can be useful is is like I've always thought of it as like a way to like understand myself and like so I remember when I first did my chart reading even back then I was like yeah some of this is true some of this isn't true and at the time I kind of just accepted things so like if I accepted that like I just wasn't an emotional person then like at the time like I understood that about myself and so it helped me be like oh yeah I am not like an emotional person but at the time like I didn't bother changing that aspect of myself like I just accepted that it was like who I was as a person but now like if I were to read that again um I could be like oh yeah I'm not like an especially emotional person but I should work on that Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, helpful to, like, identify the flaws of your character and, like, things you can work on. You need to have that intention to improve and, like, to read these descriptions. And, I, like, when I look at the apps and they tell you, like, these are things you should focus on or these things are true about yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to have the intention to want to change. Yeah. And, like, in the in the Atlantic article that I read, this person, Bertram Mal um said astrology provides a powerful vocabulary to capture not only personality and temperament but also life's challenges and opportunities to the extent that one simply learns this vocabulary it may be appealing as a rich way of representing not explaining or predicting human experiences and life events and identifying some possible paths of coping so like it's just like a way to kind of analyze your yourself and your life but I think, like, to get at what Anna's talking about is, like, don't accept everything at face value. Yeah. Like, if it's useful for you, it's useful. But you can't say that it's because, like, 
your birth time and everything like caused that in you. Mm-hmm. I think that's really similar to a lot of personality tests too. And I think when people ascribe more value to like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, mm-hmm. I think it's totally flawed because in the end, these are all just like methods to help you develop a better vocabulary to understand yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's all, I don't know, it's all equal to me. And <laughs> No, yeah, I think you're right in that, like, um, it gives you, like, a voc- vocabulary to talk about yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, another thing that The Atlantic talks about is, like, it doesn't matter if astrology is real. It matters if it's useful. It's a tool for self-reflection, and it's just a way to look at the world and to think about things. Yeah. What else? Oh, yeah. I saw that you mentioned how men, like, don't think there's, like, any credibility to astrology, but it's, like, but they're obsessed with their Game of Thrones house. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking really hard. I was, like, I think astrology, yeah, definitely just gets a bad reputation is because it's, like, something that girls like. And I think Mm -hmm. when a girl likes it and when a girl thinks it's useful, like, oh, automatically they think it's not useful. It's pseudoscience. And... Yeah. I was trying to think, like, what are, what is, like, something comparable that, like, I've heard guys rave about that's, like, equally fake, mm-hmm. but they think is useful. And I think, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, I always hear people talk about, like, their Game of Thrones house and, like, I don't know, like, if that helps you understand who you are and, like, if it was fun for you to discover what your house was and, like, reflect on why and reflect on your personality, like, is that not the same as, like, looking yeah. at astrology tests? Like, it's the same thing. Like, stop. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, I thought that was, like, a really good point. And, like, it made me think of, like, like Harry Potter houses. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's not real. It's just all made up. But it does help you kind of think about yourself and who you are as a person. And because, like, the idea between behind Harry Potter houses is, like, it's about what you want mm-hmm. to be. So, like, if you want to be a Gryffindor that says as much about you as, like, maybe the traits that would put you in Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, like, a way to, like, analyze yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fake, but it's useful. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, like, I just wanted to talk about, like, I've been, like, getting back into BoJack Horseman. <laughs> and I just watched, I just watched this episode where, like, this is, like, maybe kind of spoilery for anybody who's watching BoJack Horseman, but Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter are, like, going through couples counseling, and the counselor tries to get Diane to talk about her feelings, but she doesn't think about herself as someone who is in touch with her emotions, and so she finds it hard to, like, open up, but, like, she later gets invited to this party and ends up taking drugs that cause her to get more in touch with her emotions, and so she's, like, she, like, rushes home to, like, talk to Mr. Peanut Butter and tell him tell him how she feels. And she talks about how she thinks of herself as someone who isn't in touch with her emotions. But maybe that, like, it's just her limiting herself because she thinks of herself a certain way. Mm. And, like, actually she can be if she were to, like, just break that wall down mm-hmm. and, like, think of herself in many ways. So. I love that. Yeah. This is a good thought nod to our therapy episode. It's like, ultimately, us trying to understand ourselves can only go so far. And it's helpful to have another person tell you, like, the true limits of who you are. Which, I mean, ideally, there should be no limits to, like, what you could be. But Yeah. Yeah. 
there was like this Vogue article that was like astrology or therapy why millennials <laughs> see horoscopes as a source of comfort and stability <laughs> and like it's kind of true it's like true. like you you're able for me at least I'm able to think about my flaws and like why I am the way that I am and work on changing that about myself mm-hmm. so yeah you know it's just like another coping mechanism another coping mechanism <laughs> A really aesthetic one, or I mean, no, one that comes in, yeah, aesthetic infographics on Instagram, and it's fun to talk about with your friends, and I think, yes. yeah, ultimately, it's it's a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of it, <laughs> in terms of, like, analysis on astrology. <laughs> Ooh, also, one more thing about men, though, and astrology, mm-hmm. is, like, on Tumblr, there are, like, not a lot, but, like, there are posts sometimes that I see where, like, it's, like, men think astrology is fake, but, like believe in the stock market oh my god yeah <laughs> everything is a construct uh, yes it's like especially like this whole like reddit not reddit gamestop thing yeah that was like crazy yeah it's like okay you think that was real all right i mean like they they made that happen yeah you know yeah i don't know what men think about stocks really <laughs> To, to me, like, stocks, genuinely, I don't understand it. I think, like, I think about stocks the way men think about astrology. It's like, it seems like magic. <laughs> things things just happen over there. But yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. I literally had no idea about any of this. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Internet Aesthetic. The music for this podcast is Rose Ornamental by Blue Dot Sessions. If you enjoyed listening, you can find us on Instagram at net.aesthetic or leave us a voice message at anger.fm slash internet aesthetic. We hope you join us again next time. Bye. 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 Bye, Isa.